Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live once again. Happy Hump Day. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Another gorgeous day here in the Valley of the Sun. I hope it finds you well. You know, Hump Day used to be your, you know, you're in the middle of the of the work week. You're more than you're halfway home. By the end of the day, you'd be more than halfway home. Of course, now, with everybody doing a side hustle, it really doesn't matter what day of the week it is anymore. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592, the physical delivery of wealth insurance. It is what we do, gold and silver. The website at allamericangold.com. I mean, you can spend all day out there. Really, it's got to be part of your everyday routine uh, to keep you in the know to what is really going on around the world. Uh, Today, we have the releasing of the Federal Reserve Minutes. So everyone's got to pretend that it's important. And, And, you know, other countries, they pay attention. I know, you know, we, we, we are very self-centered. Right? The world revolves around us. And whatever share of the world that we live in, that's the most important. But when it comes to, to the financial well-being of all of us, it is becoming more and more and more important to pay attention to what the other parts of the world are doing, and most specifically, obviously, is what the Chinese are doing. Another major announcement today. Uh, Make sure you you stay tuned for that. Uh, Just as a program reminder, uh, Colorado will be closed tomorrow. So for those of you that pick us up in Colorado, you got a couple of choices. Go out to the website. You can listen to us live if you if you get on uh, when we're on, or you can wait for the podcast. Uh, we, we, we put the podcast up now. We put it up in three places now. Uh, we put it up on our Twitter account. We put it up on our Facebook account now. And we also put it up on our YouTube account. So uh, plenty of ways for you to listen. But as a program reminder, Colorado, uh, for those of you out the, that, pay, that listen to us via the mothership, uh, Colorado will be closed tomorrow. Uh, but don't worry. That's what the website is for. Go out to allamericangold.com. Make sure you sign up for at least one of those uh, options, and you can listen to us anytime, day or night. Uh, a couple of other things that we are going to talk about. Not a lot of economic reports out, but like I said, this afternoon, uh, the Fed minutes, uh, a big, really a big event now. Uh, happening. CNBC was actually talking about it today on the air. Uh, I'll bring that to your attention and what it has to do with the dollar. And we're starting to see a lot of these, I don't know, analysts and banks and whatnot talking about the, get ready for more dollar weakness in 2018. And now we're starting con- to connect these dots. And you're going to see why Sears Canada no longer in existence. Uh, they're going, Sears is closing all of its Canadian stores. All to, all the remaining employees will be let go. Uh, and that's really what just, that's what's coming next year, right? <laughs> right. Uh, the end of Sears is quickly coming. 
And then, uh, well, what else are we going to talk about? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, eight of the, the biggest revenue generations for the banks, and, and we talked about this. I was going to get to it the other day. I didn't. Uh, I promise you that we will today. Uh, we're going to talk about something of where the banks are getting their money. And you know what? It's not from investments. Right? We heard uh, Dick Beauvais yesterday. Hey, listen, if you strip out the fact that the banks uh, had put a little less into their loan loss reserves, which, by the way, he said is probably going to end, their actual real earnings are no better today, and in a lot of cases worse today than they were 10 years ago. And we're going to talk about the, the loan bright spot in all of the banks' accounting is when they when they talk about profits and most of you can surmise where it's coming from it's not coming from they they're great stock pickers or they they've come up with some new algorithm to well you know to, to beat the markets and you know you think about all the things that the banks were doing and and i'm gonna you know we know about wells fargo right maybe they were the poster child uh, of ripping all of us off but really when you think about it they were ripping us all off for decades whether it was on LIBOR rates whether it was on on gold and silver trades or or whether it was on getting your mortgages and all of these things right and of course Wells Fargo would take accounts and in all the fees and whatnot come to find out now the biggest revenue driver for banks is actually fees charged to their own consumers, uh, mostly bounce check fees and ATM fees now making up the biggest portion of revenue growth for the banks. Matter of fact, Bloomberg did a huge article talking about how excessive these fees have become. And you know, and I and I try to think about. I don't even know when when we first started getting these ATM cards. And I know you got to go back to the 90s to to remember that. But there used to not be a fee. You go to any ATM and then I think it was like a dollar, right? They they charge you a buck. Now drawing cash from an ATM is beginning to feel like a ritual from a bygone era, right? That's how they like to start it cuz they, they want you to write again to demonize the cash. Who takes money out of the ATM? Apparently, a lot of people take money out of the ITM. Says the market for the 11th consecutive year. I saw that a little bit of a trend. Have been racking up the fees. I'll tell you how bad it's gotten next. You know what happens when you make things too big? too powerful you get stuff like this i remember you know when you opened an account at a bank remember they used to give you stuff you know like a toaster hey open an account with us and you, you get a toaster you open up an account and we'll give you 25 dollars you know back when 25 dollars was a lot of money now you you don't get anything and most of the time you're just getting bombarded with the fees that the banks are charging. And, of course, not a surprise. You know, since the financial crisis, bank fees are up 55%. So 
contrary, you know, where's that in the head bank or the Federal Reserve? There's no inflation report. Right? Their own banks are saying, hey, by the way, we're going to charge you more out-of-network out of ATM fee, which is probably the most ridiculous fee of them all, is now averaging $4.50. Right? You know, if you're using out-of-network. By the way, Pittsburgh has the highest cost of the 25 ma- major metro areas at 519 Dallas is the lowest at 407. Overdraft fees also hit a new record high of $33.38, which is also up again. You know, we're not talking about 5% or 10%, right? We're talking 50, 55, 60% higher, and now is making up a larger and larger fees. Uh, of profit for these banks, right? These same banks that don't pay interest, right? Because why? Because of the head bank of the world decided that the best way to fix the banking problem and a debt problem is to eliminate interest rates, right? Which uh, essentially robs all of the people that work so hard and manage their money well. And now they're going to come out with their minutes. And, you know, we've, we've kind of entered this weird world, haven't we, where when the Fed is going to do something, right, the markets act like, okay, let's, let's, let's get the, you know, Eric used to say, cue the deer. Right? Cue the deer. And they're going to pretend that what they have to say is important. Right? And usually cue the deer, they do the gold whack thing, right? And then as soon as the... They're done talking. What happens? Right? Gold, gold starts going back up. Silver starts going back up. Right? The markets are unsure what to do. Uh, and, then, and then, of course, every few weeks they've got something else. Like today at the releasing of their minutes. And, and they act like this has global importance. And a lot of countries are getting a little tired of it. Right? Because they, they look at what I look at. Right, they start looking at. Wait a minute. How much debt do you have? Too big to fail. I'm looking at these banks. Right, and it doesn't matter whether it's Wells Fargo, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs. When you strip out all the phony baloney and you just get right down to it, revenues are down. Trading revenues are down. Stock investment trading down. Right? The only thing that's really arisen is the amount of loans, right? which is a dangerous place to be. And we talked about how the world is slowly moving away from the dollar. Right? And primarily we've been talking about what the Chinese and the Russians do. They already conduct most of their trade in non-dollars. Right, they would, they do it mostly in the Chinese, uh, the Chinese yuan, the renminbi. But now, we we may be days away. Maybe we get to the end of the year. But according to the latest now, China, we reported it here. They set up, and they've got it up and running, the ability now to trade oil. 
in Renimbi and in goal. And on CNBC today, China, it was a, I want to give credit where credit is due here, and I want to tell you who it was. It was uh, Carl Weinberg was the guy that, that was talking today. And he was talking about what is going to happen uh, with the dollar, and more specifically, what China is preparing to do. It says that the Chinese are now compelling Saudi Arabia to trade oil in Renembi. And when this happens, the rest of the oil market will follow suit and abandon the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency. When this happens, the rest of the world will follow suit and abandon the dollar as the world's reserve currency. Weinberg, who's the chief economist and investment director uh, director at High Frequency Economics, says Beijing stands to become the most dominant global player in oil demand since the Chinese have already surpassed the United States as the biggest oil importer on the planet. Of course, they consume more oil than anybody. Saudi Arabia has to pay attention to this because even as much as one or two years from now, Chinese demand will be so enormous, it's going to dwarf the United States. Now, we buy very little oil from Saudi. You know, most people don't know that, but we don't. We buy most of our oil from Canada and Mexico. You know, and of course, geographically, I mean, that just makes sense. But now they're saying, listen, China's got it set up now. We've been talking about this for years. This, is, this hasn't been something that's happened overnight. Right? They've been paying attention. They've been watching. They've been waiting. Right? They're not rushing any of this. Right? They they surpassed us in stuff a couple of years ago, right? Their GDP is less than ours, but they actually consume more stuff. Right? <laughs> you know, we've been inflating this whole time. And now they're getting ready, right? They're getting ready to take over. What's one of the things that they've been doing to prepare? Right? We talk about how much gold China buys every year. How they've gone from literally no gold, right, to now they're at least of what they've acknowledged, the fifth largest holder of gold in the world. They're the largest producer of gold in the world. They're the largest consumer of gold in the world. Their friends, the Russians, right, they're right behind them. Matter of fact, they've been buying more. They've, they've been buying a lot of gold all along, but this year, and specifically, the Russians have really been stockpiling. And, of course, really they know, right? Hey, this bubble's getting ready to burst. We're getting ready. And, of course, they're getting ready for the big, the big what? The big move 
to finally knock off the dollar as the world's reserve currency. In recent years, several nations opposed to the dollar being the reserve currency have progressively sought to try to abandon. And we know countries like Iran, countries like Venezuela, right? Of course, we talked about already the the deal that Russia made with China. And, of course, uh, Russia doing a lot of its trade, not in dollars. And, of course, right, well, right, on, uh, right on cue. For instance, Russia and China have sought to operate in a non-dollar envi- environment when trading. Both countries have increased their efforts to mine and acquire physical gold. Right? This is on CNBC. You can look it up uh, here today. And perhaps when the dollar collapses, They're going to be ready to take center stage. Since 1974, by the way, so you think about uh, when when, uh, Nixon was still president, him and the Saudi king at the time, they had agreed to accept payment for all oil exports in dollars. So this has been an agreement that's been in place. Matter of fact, the, the, the real in Saudi Arabia is pegged to the dollar. And, of course, because of what our central bank has done, and this is the thing, you know, no one really wants to really put all the dots. We want to, again, and I said it earlier, right, the world revolves around us, and we don't want to talk about the ramifications of what our actions may do to other countries. Right, we put the Saudis in a horrible spot. And now they're saying the Chinese are the largest buyer of Saudi Arabian oil, and they're going to flex their muscle. As China imports more and more oil from countries across the the world, the idea of having to purchase that same oil in dollars has become increasingly irritable to Beijing. Right, and remember, right, all that talk, China is a currency manipulator, right, because they have, of course, they don't have it pegged anymore to the dollar, but they're tired, right? The rest of the world's kind of getting sick of all the games. And now, of course, today they got the big releasing of the minutes, and they play like, we like to pretend that it's a big deal, and the rest of the world's like, we're sick of you guys. Nothing you say actually happens the way you say it's going to, right? And all of these repercussions that your actions have on our countries, you seem to not want to acknowledge. Didn't they ask Weinberg? They asked him a really, really, the most important question. So, you know, whether or not this happens or not, it's going to happen, right? We know this, right? It's been in the process for years now because it's complicated right it doesn't happen overnight but the problem is is it's been happening and while we've all been distracted the Chinese got it up and running so they asked him a question what does it mean for the dollar and remember why do we buy gold why do we buy silver right it's a hedge what's it a hedge against it's a hedge against for the people that live here and, and use 
the Federal Reserve note is money. It's a hedge against the dollar. Right? It's a hedge against the central bank. It's a hedge against the federal government just in case all of the things like they that they pretend that they have control over that they really don't. When asked what it could mean for the dollar, should the oil market move oil trade out of the U.S. currencies and into the renminbi? Weinberg said the world's transaction currency would suffer. Lesser demand for U.S. securities across the board. So remember, you know, what people don't realize, it's not like these countries hold hundreds of billions of dollars in banks. They don't leave their money sitting around like that. What they do is they buy the treasuries of those prospective currencies that they need to use in the future. So they're going to hold a lot of U.S. debt, right? And we know the two largest holders of U.S. debt, China followed by Japan, because they use a lot of dollars. What do they use those dollars for? They use those dollars to buy things. Primarily, what are we talking? We're talking about oil, right? We're talking about a lot of different things, but oil being the biggest piece. Moving the oil trade into Renembi would cost between six to $800 billion out of dollars. We'll talk about that when we return. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. President Trump tweeted in August, Sad to see the history and culture of our great country being ripped apart with the removal of our beautiful statues and monuments. You can't change history, but you can learn from it. Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson, who's next? Washington Jefferson? So foolish. Well, the far-left mob violence didn't stop this summer with Confederate generals, but quickly extended to statues of ordinary soldiers, and then on to other great historical figures. Christopher Columbus was attacked with a hatchet in Detroit, Abraham Lincoln was burned in Chicago, and the recently canonized Father Junipero Serra was spray-painted with the word murder at Mission San Fernando, California. In Annapolis, Maryland, a sculpture of Chief Justice Roger Taney was hoisted from its massive pedestal and hidden in an undisclosed location as payback for Taney's opinion in the 160-year-old Dred Scott case. In Baltimore, a Columbus monument erected in 1792 was attacked with a sledgehammer, and in New York City, the council speaker has demanded a review of the massive 76-foot-high sculpture at the center of Columbus Circle. After President Trump asked, where does it stop? Some amateur historians responded by claiming that Robert E. Lee was a traitor who committed treason against the United States. Such comments are ignorant and wrong for the simple reason that the 11 Confederate states that Lee fought for are now part of the United States. The 14th Amendment, which became part of the Constitution in 1868, sets forth the conditions under which the defeated southern states were readmitted to the United States on an equal basis with all other states. 
Nearly all who fought for Southern independence were restored to full citizenship on equal footing with their counterparts who fought for the Union of North and South. A previous generation of Americans, including those who actually fought in the Civil War, debated whether to charge General Lee and other rebels as traitors. They wisely decided not to go down that road, and it's too late to revisit their decision now. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Political correctness is no longer simply about restricting speech. This tool for tyranny has led to employees being fired, pastors silenced, small businesses closed, and truth suppressed. Thankfully, the politically correct can't censor the work at phyllisschlafly.com. Join us, won't you? At phyllisschlafly.com. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. So Carl Weinberg comes on CNBC and says, hey, by the way, get ready. We're going to lose six to $800 billion. And that's just the start. That's the starter dumper. And, you know, China, listen, they've got the same problem. See, and really, really start putting the, 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 the dots together. See, the Chinese are like, wait a minute. The United States got to rack up $20 trillion. It's going to rack up another $20 trillion over the next 10 years. Because they, they dominate countries having to hold dollars. Well, China's got a lot of debt, too, you know. Right? And they're like, wait a minute. If we can get some of these countries to sell those dollars and buy our bonds, Right, because they need our bonds because they want to buy oil now and they want to buy, you know, what cotton and they want to buy soybeans and, and and whatever else it may be, whatever other commodities out there. They want to buy gold, silver, right? But let's face it, China doesn't export any gold. It's amazing how much gold they're consuming. And and I've been following and I haven't talked a lot about what Russia's done. They've doubled in some quarters tripling the amount of gold that they've been buying because it sure it looks like and this is happening quicker than I even thought. And then you start looking at all the banks kind of like like today. Not that I like Wells Fargo, you know that I don't, but Wells Fargo came out. Oh yeah, the dollar's gonna be getting a lot weaker in twenty eighteen. And 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 now it's really starting to what? Make a lot of sense. And, of course, they want to sit there and pretend that the Federal Reserve and how important they are and all of these other things. But the, the real truth is the rest of the world, these what we used to call emerging markets, they're getting ready. Right? Then what are they getting ready for? They're getting ready for the end. Right? They see it. They get it. Right? They know that the central bank didn't fix anything. Right? Matter of fact, what did they do? They, they made life more difficult for everybody. They've created a bunch of asset bubbles. And really what they did is they've opened the door. They've given the Chinese the ability now to take over. I mean, really, when you think about it, that's what they've done. Right, and we talk about how they save their buddies and they're all about the system, which is Wall Street and all that stuff. 
what we did never really take the time to consider is what have their actions caused for the rest of the world? And now we're, we're finding out, guess what? They don't, they don't want it anymore. Why would you want to hold a trillion or two trillion dollars of a country's currency that you know is in the middle of a, of a debt spiral? I mean, really think about it. There's, we're not at, in a big war, at least not yet. Right? We haven't had, uh, according to the data they give us, we've had 10 straight years of economic growth. Right? The debt markets are at all-time highs. Right? And, and, of course, they're talking about tax cuts and getting GDP growth back to 3% on all that stuff. And you would think that the world would be celebrating. Instead, what we find out is they've been, as quickly as they can, putting the things in place to get out of it, to get out of dollars. And they sit there and they know the debt market, especially the bond market, this is the biggest bubble we've ever seen. I mean, 10-year notes shouldn't be at 2%. They shouldn't be negative which they are in a lot of countries. And you know that is true. And now, for the first, at least for the first time that I've seen, people are now openly saying, listen, it's here. Right? And they're going to start with oil. It's not going to end with oil. And, and you think about why are they, why would the Chinese do it? And the answer really is simple. Hey, we're doing it because we don't trust you. We're doing it because when we look at the true financial health of the United States and the Federal Reserve note, it doesn't look good. You know, 2000, the debt was $5 trillion. It's now $20.4 trillion and rising. Right? Debt by the consumer, the, the, the citizenry, is that back at all-time record highs. We've had more debt today than we've ever had. But contrary to popular belief, we aren't making any more money. Those are facts. Right? The only thing that they did is they brought interest rates way, way, way down. And now you end up with stuff like Walmart. Right? What's Walmart's response to Amazon? We're going to stop opening stores. We're not going to build new stores. Oh, and we're going to buy back our stock. Right? The $20 billion worth. And, and you don't think that matters? You know, and they try to play like the releasing of the Fed minutes today is going to be some earth-shattering news. And really what they need to be talking about is what they've already done. Right? And what they've done is they forced the rest of the world to take cover. Listen, it would be way easier for the rest of the world to keep doing what they've been doing for the last 40, 50 years. But the realities are is they they're like, listen, we gotta we gotta get out while we can. 
And, and, and I always say that if you want to know what to do, right, because it's hard, right? We all want to believe. And, and, and you're like, God, I don't know what to do. And I always say you've got to be your own central bank, right? How many times? I've said that thousands of times a year. Just pay attention to what the other world central banks are doing. And they're doing one of two things, right? They're either buying as much gold as they can, they're bringing the gold that they have back home, right? They're doing one of that. They're either repatriating or buying. And now, for the first time, at least since I've been around, another country now is coming up and saying, we've built our own platform. You don't have to trade in dollars anymore if you don't want to. Right, and we're not talking about Zimbabwe or Venezuela. <laughs> That's not the countries we're talking about. And the rest of the world is ready to jump on board. The Saudis are ready to jump on board. Right? The the Middle East is ready to jump on board. Asia's ready to jump on board. Russia's ready to jump on board. And really, the rest of the world, they're going to jump on board. Why? Because it's going to be a better alternative. And, and really, when you think about how how this happened, it happened because our central bank is negligent, period. Right? They never see any bubble. It's amazing how they never see anything. Right? The housing crisis, which... Any person with an IQ higher than room temperature knew what was happening. They go, oh, well, you know, it's just a subprime thing. It's fine. A little froth. It's all contained. Right? The financial crisis, they never saw it. Never saw it happening. Now they claim that they don't see this bubble happening, that the bond market's not in a bubble. Everything's not in a bubble. Unfortunately for all of us, the only thing we've got is a bubble. I think we're at a break. I just can't hear music in my ear, but I'm not sure. Did I talk through it, Ramon? Should I keep talking? I don't know. Patriot Radio. Go ahead and keep talking through. The computer has taken over my life here. The computer has taken over your life, so am I still on the air? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, all right. Your thoughts are being heard, but the computer is taking over. (laughs) Listen, it's live radio. I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, man. So the the <laughs> so my anyway, deepest apologies. As the computers take over. You know, there you go. This is a prime example. When the computers take over, I'm right? going to blame it on the hurricanes. At their, their whim, anyway. So the Chinese have now set up their gold for oil, renminbi for oil trade, and now they're saying you're going to look at it. Somewhere between six to eight hundred billion dollars of trade just in oil moving out of dollars and into whether it's gold or or whether it's renembi, it really doesn't matter. 
but it's just the next step in the process. Do you really think they'd be going through this effort if they thought that the, the dollar was 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 healthy and strong and, and the deficits were being paid down and, and, and all of our unfunded liabilities were being addressed? Of course not. The fact that they they literally, they know they have to do it. It's not a want to, it's a have to. And I think that's really the biggest point. And, you know, we play this game really, I call it the made-for-TV event, where they try to, to prop this up. And, and, and anybody, you know what, if the Federal Reserve was your friend, just think about it. You're hanging out with all your buddies, right? You're having the barbecue, right? You got the grill going. You got the neighbors over. The kids are in the pool. And you're all sitting around. You're drinking a cold one. You got the margaritas going. You know what the Federal Reserve, the friend that they would be? That'd be the ones where, you know, after they left, you'd be like, yeah, I don't believe anything that guy said. That's them. Right? They haven't gotten a thing right in decades. Really, all is they've done, and really, it's the answer to why they haven't gotten it right is simple. They just keep manipulating all the data. And when you manipulate all the data, that's what happens. And now, all of a sudden, all of their economic models aren't working. They're working. They're working just fine. What isn't working is all the lies you've, you know, that you've, that you've told by changing and adjusting, right? It's, you know, whether it's a seasonal adjustment or whatever they want to come up with. And this is this event is huge. And I look at the Dow. You know, the Dow's up seventeen points. Right? It's all a joke. It's not real. And you know how we know it's not real? Because look at what they're doing. Right? They're not out there buying treasuries hand over fist anymore, right? And really, you look at the Japanese and the Chinese holding, they've kind of stayed static now for 10 years. They don't want anymore. But now they're going a step further. Not only do they not want anymore, they want to figure out how to get less. Right, and ultimately, at the end of the day, right, they always say gold's the currency of last resort. And the realities are, when you look at what has really happened, if you want any credibility at all, you need to own the gold first, not last, first. Matter of fact, if you own it last, right, you're probably too late. 800-951-0592. We still have $20 gold pieces, Libs and Saints at 13 and a quarter. Listen, be your own Federal Reserve. Understand what is happening. And really, what you need to do is understand how quickly it's happening. I know that, you know, go back to 2000, right? 2000 kind of ended Nirvana. Right, because remember the late 1990s. We had a few of those fake surplus years. Alan Greenspan said, "Hey, the debt's going to be paid off by 2010." 
Remember, we we thought the good times were never going to end. Remember? I know it's hard, right? And I know that you said, well, we remember the tech bubble, but remember, kittycatanything.com was going to go up. It didn't matter. And we all bought into it. And then it didn't happen, right? The tech bubble burst. All of a sudden, the debt started rising again. We went into a recession, right? Alan Greenspan brought the rate down to 1%. Kind of right where it is now. In 2001, that should have been your first sign. That was really the first sign that things weren't as they appeared. Because never in the history of the Federal Reserve had they gone so low when they went to one. And then, of course, we know when the other the next crisis hit, right, they went to zero, they went negative. There's still trillions of bonds in the world trading negatively. In other words, that's really a quasi-default of fiat money. And that's really what it is. When you're getting less than your money back for loaning the government money, what is that? And they try to create the illusion, oh, no, it's fine, it's fine, you know, don't worry. Yeah, I know we just wet the bed, but we covered it up with newspaper real good. We put a lot of newspaper down. We didn't just put a couple sheets, right? We piled it up. And now... As as you fast forward, you know, China wasn't even a player then. And now look how quickly this has happened. Right? They went from no gold to the to the fifth largest that we know of. And everybody speculates they're somewhere between number one or number two, right? We don't know, but that's the speculation. And now they, they've already they put the platform in place where now you can trade the world's biggest commodity, crude oil, in their own currency. The reason they want to do it is they don't want to own dollars. It's just that simple. This is happening. This is incredible speed. Right? In the span of two decades, this has happened, and really, over the next 10 years, you're going, this world is going to be a vastly different place. Unfortunately for us, we're going to be the ones that are holding the wrong currency, right? Because the run for the dollar, it's ending. I mean, they write books about this stuff. That's just what happened. Pager Radio News Hour looks like the computers are back final segment when we return. Patriot Trading Group, final segment. Uh, just want to uh, update everyone. We've been working through the metals plan. Uh, we're about all the way through those now. Uh, we've been, uh, I know some of you are waiting on product. Every, we will be 100% caught up by Tuesday of next week. So if you're waiting for product, it's on its way. Uh, just this Every Once a quarter, uh, we get backlogged with all the metals programs and all of that. Just be patient. Uh, but but everybody, by next Tuesday, Wednesday at the latest, we will be all caught up. I appreciate uh, all of your patience on that. Uh, and I know it, it's, 
you know, hey, you want to get it. I get it. it it's coming. It's on its way. Uh, but we are now pretty much through the medals program. It's a lot. That's a lot of work, man. If you if you haven't done the medals program, go out to allamericangold.com. Uh, right along the top, you'll see the, the medals uh, button. Just click on that. And if you want more information, you'll be able to read all about what the plan does, what it is. If you want to sign up or if you have more questions, uh, call us at any time. Uh, IRAs, right? If you want to do an IRA in gold and silver, we do those as well. If you want to buy, you want to sell, you name it, we do it all. 800-951-0592. And you know what? Really, when you think about it, this is what you get when you reward incompetence, when you reward failure. You know, when you think about what should have happened when you think about what quantitative easing did and what it was supposed to do, then you understand why the Chinese are doing what they're doing. Why it is that all of these countries are repatriating their gold. Why it is that all of these countries are adding to their gold holdings. Right? They all, listen, they all play this the same tune. Don't get me wrong. Hey, don't worry. Oh, no, no, we're just, you know, just a little housekeeping. That's all. Yeah, no, 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 no. You know, there's there's fires in California. Donald Trump just tweeted something. Pay some, pay attention to that. Don't worry about what we're doing over here. I mean, you know, we're just the Chinese. Don't worry. It's nothing. Right? They're all getting ready, and they're getting ready. If in in central banking terms, this is a this is a freight train. Right? Things don't happen overnight. But in the span of 20 years, a lot has changed. Right, And you, you think about, we went from the, the world's lone superpower to now we're being challenged by seemingly everybody. Right, Whether it's North Korea, ISIS, I mean Iran, right? Everybody's, you know bullying up to the United States and the reason is because we are weaker and weaker financially. And they all know it. And they're all preparing. And we keep playing this idiotic game here and I don't know why we continue to play it that these people somehow know what they're doing. They don't. They've proven that they don't. Let's get somebody that does. But, of course, if you admit that, then what happens? Well, their little system doesn't look so good all of a sudden. Right? They don't want to shatter the confidence of the West of the world. It's already shattered. They just haven't told us about it yet. $20 lives in St. 13 and a quarter, 800-951-0592. Everyone take care. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Colorado, you're closed tomorrow. We'll see you back on Friday.